The only place I've ever seen a poet working as a street busker was in Dublin. I'll never forget this guy. He was like a street musician, but he did poems by request, only in Ireland. What is it about poetry in general that the Irish are so enthusiastic about? To explore that, and specifically the poetry of W.B. Yeats, we're joined by Barry Maloney and Stephen McPhillamy. Barry Maloney is a tour guide down in the south of Ireland in Kinsale, and Stephen McPhillamy resides in the north in Derry. Barry and Stephen, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Rick. Thank thanks, Rick. Of all the poets in uh, Ireland, Yeats is central. And uh, mm. just what does he mean to you guys? Well, he's the national poet. He won a Nobel Prize for Literature. Loads of other accolades. We learn about him at school. Actually, when I was at school, I didn't like Yeats poetry all that much. But to quote Yeats, then I was young and foolish. And then as I've grown older, like I've really got into his poetry now. And I think the guy's an absolute genius. Of course, the rest of the world knew that already. But I've just really embraced him, and a lot of his poetry has hit the mainstream. You know, he's quoted in movies and songs. And well, what is genius about him? How, how can a young guy who's not inclined to like poetry suddenly recognize Yeats is a genius? Well, a couple of things about Yeats's poetry. One is he led this movement called Celtic Twilight Poetry. Like, he kind of reinvented Ireland almost at a time when we were in a very down time, like the late 1800s, just after the famine. Not everybody was interested in patriotism and cultural nationalism, but mm-hmm. William Butler Yeats gave us a pride back. You know, he brought in Celtic crosses and mysticism and okay, it's kinda like, swirling and twirling. Kind of like Robert Burns in Scotland. Absolutely, yeah. And Same sort of thing, give, Victorian age and, and yeah. getting people a respect. And this was a time all over Europe that small downtrodden groups were, their spirits were bolstered by romantic writers and, and poets and, and there's musicians. And there's something in Yeats to suit everybody. His early poems are nature-based. His central ones are all about what was going on in Ireland at the time, like Irish independence and... Uh, New Free State. Right. And his later ones are all mystical, magical, and supernatural. So he has quite a variety. This and is tr- he's got some great romantic stuff too. You know, that old eternal topic yeah. pops up. Like Yeats was haunted throughout his life because the one woman that he loved, he couldn't get her. Okay. that And that tortured that, him. And, a and lot that of his, helps a poet be a better poet. Unrequited uh, yeah. yeah. That's and right. there's a lot of men, as we all know, we can't get the woman we want. So, so you, you know, you can always read about it in Yeats's poetry. Or sit down and write your own poem. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Yeats. We're talking about poetry in Ireland. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Mary Margaret's on the phone in Muncie, Indiana. Mary Margaret, thanks for your call. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I would like to know, I'm going to be in Ireland in... One of the best kind of experiences that a person should should do or or go to 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 really understand Yeats poetry and how it affects us better. Well, there's one brilliant first stop, and that is the National Library in Dublin. Mary has a Yeats exhibition that's been running now for some years, and it is absolutely fantastic. It's free of charge, and you could easily be in there for half a day. And it's just got some great artifacts and exhibits. And also Yeats was a very complex character. There was a sort of a dark side to him in his later life. And uh, this exhibit does not hold back from presenting the full William Butler Yeats, Mm. warts and all. So this is the National Library? National Library, just beside the National Museum. Because the National Museum is one of the great museums. You've got to see that. And while you're there, be sure to check out the National Library. Yeah, and it's only 100 metres away or one-minute walk from the National Museum. So check that out first. Barry? Well, my favourite place to appreciate Yeats is near Galway, Cool Park, where he composed a lot of his nature-based poems. It's seven forests of native Irish trees interlinked in a national park now, Irish National Park. And you can walk through the forest and from time to time read 
presented nicely, poems by Yeats, in the inspired forest. by the forest itself. What's the name of the forest? Cool, but it's spelled C-O-O-L-E, Cool Park. C-O-O-L-E, Park, in, uh, On, near, near Galway. Near Galway, yeah. And, uh, you know, you could combine that, a visit to Cool Park, with a visit to Yeats' burial place. Up in uh, Sligo, up in Drumcliffe. That would be the grand finale then, to go and see his actual grave up in Sligo in the northwest of Ireland. So there you go. you got the National Library where you can learn the context. you got the forest on the west coast where you can walk and be inspired by nature and read those poems. And then you can go to Sligo and uh, make your pilgrimage to Yeats's tomb. On his tomb, there's a very famous epitaph. It says, Cast a cold eye on life, on death, horseman pass by. Growing up in Ireland, none of us have any idea what the hell that means. But that's the whole point. It's very cryptic. And Say it again slowly so I can try to understand what it does not mean. Cast a cold eye on life, on death, horseman pass by. So he just said that to cause you to think. And, and thousands of people stop there every week. Uh, um, I bring tours from Galway to Derry and we stop off there. I got in trouble some years ago for telling the tour members that we would be doing a WC stop at William Butler Yeats's grave. Because <laughs> that's what I wrote on the itinerary. And some people thought I should have worded it a bit better. Oh, well, you learn with experience. Mary Margaret, thanks for your call. Thank you, and thank you for the answers. I look forward to plugging that into my itinerary. All right. Thanks, Mary. Sally's calling from Lavelle in Pennsylvania. Sally, thanks for your call. My pleasure. Whenever I think of Yeats, I think of that beautiful, peaceful, alluring poem, The Lake Isle of Innisfree. It's always been my favorite. I was wondering... Stephen loves that poem. Lake the Lake Isle of Innisfree. Do you know that? Let's, before you talk on, Sally, let's let Stephen read that poem. This poem it was even in that movie Million Dollar Baby with Clint Eastwood some years ago and Hilary Swank. The Lake Isle of Innisfree, William Butler Yeats. I will arise and go now and go to Innisfree in a small cabin built there of clay and wattles made. Nine bean rows will I have there, a hive for the honey bee, and live alone in the bee-loud glade. And I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the veils of the morning to where the cricket sings. There midnight's all a glimmer and noon a purple glow, an evening full of the linnet's wings. I will arise and go now, for always night and day, I hear lake water lapping with low sounds by the shore. While I stand on the roadway or on the pavement's grey, I hear it in the deep heart's core. Mm, Something about poetry in Ireland, it's like a... A declaration of life is real. We can be connected. We can appreciate it. Ireland is so full of beautiful nature, and to have a poem that can connect you with that, it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any other thoughts, uh, Sally, on, on uh, traveling in Ireland and appreciating the poetry? Well, I'm looking forward to one day traveling in Ireland, but I just think that hearing the poems of Ireland in the dialect of language and mm. accent of Ireland is, is just magic, and I appreciate that. You know, there's something about Ireland, you just learn there's, there's more to appreciate about life. I mean, Ireland has lived so much heartache and so much joy, and it feels so real when you're there, and it's music. Of course, you can enjoy music in the pubs and in, mm-hmm. in the song of the people, and it's also complemented by poetry, and in so many ways, the music and the poetry come together and maybe that's in every country, but in Ireland, it's really accessible for yeah. the tourist, and, th- the, and that's what I like. It's the emotion, you know? You yeah. mentioned the, the poetry, the rhythm, the traditional music. When you hear the traditional music in a pub out in the west of Ireland with a storm beating on the door of the, the Dingle pub, it will make you feel so Irish, and you'll want to beat that rhythm into the floor. That's exactly it. Beat that rhythm into in, the floor. Into the dance floor. 
I love to take notes in a pub because if you're a creative writer, you just it's just like picking berries everywhere. There's just observations and I always feel like people are stomping the paint off the floor. And and you just <laughs> the, said yeah. to beat the rhythm into the floor. And you got that, and you got the cigarette with the long ash that's yet to fall off of the cigarette, and you got the beer made with six pints stacked tall, empty pints, still with the froth on the lips, and you got all the twinkle in the eyes of the people around you, and you just feel like, whoa, I'm in an Irish pub. There's music, there's poetry. I'm a tourist, but I'm right there. Mm -hmm. Sally, thanks so much for your call, and, and best wishes in Ireland. And thank you for bringing me a taste of Ireland right here. All right. Stephen McPhillamy, let's sum this up with uh, a little more Yeats. Well, you see, my own personal favourite Yeats poem is called An Irish Airman Foresees His Death. This is about an Irish man who, in World War I, decides to join the Royal Air Force and go off and fight the Germans. And he's up there in the clouds in one of these rickety old early aeroplanes, and uh, he's thinking to himself, why am I up here? I don't hate the Germans, and I don't love the British. Mm-hmm. The reason it resonates with me is that my own grandfather who was from Derry, an Irishman and a Catholic Irishman at that, uh, joined the British Army and landed on the beaches of Normandy. And was probably the first time he'd ever met the Germans was when he fought them hand to hand on the beaches there. So I always think about him in this poem because I know that he didn't hate the Germans and I know he didn't particularly love the British that he was fighting for. So this is called An Irish Airman Foresees His Death, written in 1919. I know that I shall meet my fate somewhere among the clouds above, Those that I fight I do not hate, and those that I guard I do not love. My country is Kiltartan Cross, my countrymen Kiltartan's poor. No likely end could bring them loss or leave them happier than before. Nor law nor duty bade me fight, nor public men nor cheering crowds. A lonely impulse of delight drove to this tumult in the clouds. I balanced all, brought all to mind. The years to come seemed waste of breath. A waste of breath, the years behind, in balance with this life, this death. This man was there for the sheer thrill of just being up there for adventure. I can understand how you said Yeats is just genius, mm-hmm. brilliant, and how it'd be easy not to appreciate him. And anybody who's going to Ireland might want to uh, get familiar with Yeats before I they go. I think so, yeah. I really think it would be an enhancement of and your Irish holiday. Another parallel to that poem is Yeats was Anglo-Irish, His family had roots in England. Right. He was offered an English knighthood. He refused. That is interesting because he's not your true blue Irishman. He's got English heritage, Mm. but he was uh, empathetic with the Irish people enough not to take that knighthood. He's an Irish nationalist. And today he's recognized as, as as a great character in Irish literature. Yeah, I think he's universally respected, definitely. That's right. Stephen McPhillamy, Barry Maloney, thanks for an opportunity to appreciate Ireland in a way we might not otherwise appreciate Ireland. This is so important for travelers to let themselves be poets as they adventure around this world. Very true. Thanks, Rick. Here's to Yates. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through England, Scotland, Ireland, and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of the best of Ireland, the best of Scotland, the best of England, and London. For a free catalogue and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.